Today on The Wisdom Journey, we arrive in Acts 11. Peter was willing to listen to the Lord. That resulted in lots of changes to his thinking. And of course, he pursued obedience in his leadership of the church. That obedience assured that the church wouldn't be limited to a single ethnic group. The church would encompass all who trust and follow Jesus Christ. But... Obedience can bring problems. This lesson is called Accused for Doing Right. As you study the New Testament, the concept, the idea of spiritual conflict, the spiritual battle becomes evident. In fact, following Christ doesn't keep you out of the action. It invites you into the action. And that's because there's no such thing as an opportunity without opposition. To follow the Lord makes you a target. Uh, It makes you a target of those who misunderstand your actions. It, It makes you a target of those who hate Christianity, who hate the Lord. Even if you're trying to do the right thing, you often end up paying a price for it. It's like that old saying that goes, no good deed ever goes unpunished. Well, let me tell you, even if you suffer for doing the right thing, God is pleased. And, and frankly, that's all that really matters. Now, you might remember how Peter went to the home of Cornelius. He presented the gospel. Cornelius and his household believed in Christ. Uh, Peter ate a meal with them. Peter fellowshiped with his family. Well, who knows? Uh, Peter might have, might have had his first pork barbecue sandwich, maybe with uh, you know, little baked beans on the side. Well, it doesn't take long before that news gets out, and it goes all the way back to Jerusalem. About a, here's a Jewish apostle hanging around unclean Gentiles. And with that, Acts chapter 11 opens. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Now, you might notice in these verses that Peter's critics don't begin by asking him questions. They don't ask for an explanation for his point of view. They don't even argue their case from some scriptural passage. Instead, they just go, they go right for the jugular. While Peter's been away, the jury's already met. They heard about this. They heard the evidence, and, and they're ready to bring in the verdict. Peter, you stepped over the line. Peter, you've sinned by eating with those Gentiles. Now, to us today, this kind of fellowship between Jews and Gentiles seems trivial. Well, let me give you a little backstory that reveals just how explosive this situation was at at this time. Peter's trip to Caesarea probably took place around A.D. 40, or 41. And, and during that time, the political situation in Jerusalem was, was incredibly tense. The Roman emperor was a man named Caligula. By all accounts, he was a psychopath. He was literally insane. He killed family members and others he considered rivals to his, his power, his throne. He, he found entertainment in executing people. He even eventually declared himself to be a god, and he had some temples built 
in his honor. Sacrifices were offered to him. At one point, Caligula installed a man named Petronius to take a large force of soldiers into Judea with orders to set up a statue of himself in the temple. And and he commanded them to use whatever force was necessary to do so. Well, Josephus, the Jewish historian who lived in the first century, recorded that when Petronius reached the shore of Galilee, tens of thousands of Jews met him, begged him not to place the emperor's statue in the temple. They succeeded in getting Petronius to write Caligula and ask for the command to be rescinded. Well, a few months later, the potential catastrophe was averted when Caligula was assassinated. Well, I I tell you all that so you can fully understand uh, the context of Peter's actions and the response to it. Not only has Peter been eating dinner with, hanging around, fellowshipping with Gentiles, which was, in their minds, bad enough, he's now attempting to bring into the church a Roman centurion. Cornelius was a ranking officer in the Roman army, which perhaps at at that, that very moment was moving toward Jerusalem under orders to desecrate the temple and spill Jewish blood if necessary. So you've got to understand, emotions are running high. You've got prominent leaders in the Jerusalem church. They're convinced Peter's violated the law of Moses. He's eaten things he shouldn't have eaten. He's acted unfaithfully toward the nation Israel. He's, he's made friends with a Roman uh, commander. These are, these are serious accusations here. And Peter is now going to defend his actions. So as we look at Peter's response, the first thing I want you to notice, frankly, is his patience with his accusers. You might expect verse 4 to begin with something like, and Peter began shouting at them for making such unfounded accusations. No, instead we're told here that Peter began to explain to them everything in a rather calm and orderly manner. Even though his accusers sort of unloaded their guns on Peter, and they were dead wrong, by the way, and Peter knows it. He still graciously begins to explain how it all came to pass here in verses 5 through 15. He recounts the vision of the sheet with animals on it, God's command to eat non-kosher food, the command from God to go visit Cornelius, the evidence of, of the faith of Cornelius and his household and the other Gentiles with him, the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit in duplicating the sign of tongues through them. But, but I want you to notice Peter in yelling. He didn't pointing fingers. He didn't stamping his feet. In fact, his respectful, gracious spirit disarms his accusers. And there are no more accusations. There's no more name-calling here at all. I think of the verse in Proverbs, a soft answer turns away wrath. Well, I also want to point out here that Peter's accountable to the church. Don't miss this. Peter doesn't say here, well, I'm not going to answer any charge you brought against me. I'm Simon Peter. I'm the spokesman of the apostles. No, Peter never appears to, to show himself as superior to the church leaders or even to the, the church assembly. He, he never presents himself as infallible. Beloved, he's not the first pope, so to speak. In fact, later on, the apostle Paul is going to have to correct Peter for his hypocrisy over in Galatians 
chapter 2. Well, as Peter recounts to the church this assembly of men that are accusing him, all all that's happened with Cornelius, he adds one little detail here in verse 14 of chapter 11 that's not recorded back in chapter 10. The angel who came in this vision to Cornelius told him Peter would declare to him and his household how to be saved. Well, this is exactly what Peter did. Verse 16 also includes something new. Peter tells the church what he thought when the Holy Spirit fell upon those Gentiles. He says here, I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Peter's connecting the dots between that promise of the Holy Spirit and what happened in the home of Cornelius. This was the promised baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it proved that Gentile believers and Jewish believers make up one body of Christ, one universal church. They had all received the same Holy Spirit. And Peter explains the implications of that now here in verse 17. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? Now, with that, Peter's basically giving the same challenge to the church in Jerusalem. Are you going to stand in God's way? You see, this here is a, this is a defining moment for the church. I can imagine the Jewish believers and the church leaders kind of looking around at each other, looking at Peter, looking at the six witnesses who'd come along with Peter from the home of Cornelius. You could probably have heard a a pin drop at this moment. What they just heard from Peter was was. Uh, shocking. It, it was surprising. It was incredible. It was challenging. It changed everything they'd assumed about what the church was going to look like and be like. Well, as they ponder this moment, I'm happy to say that that, that red flush of blood where they'd been angry just sort of recedes from their faces, that their anger subsides and their hearts begin to beat in unison. And let me tell you, Luke, the author of the book of Acts, who's covering decades of ministry in this book, well, he devotes nearly two chapters to this one event. Why? Because it is so incredibly important in the transition from the Old Covenant to the church age. And by the way here, after Peter's finished, there's no rebuttal, there's no argument, We're just given this wonderful report here now in verse 18. When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. In other words, let's extend the hand of fellowship to our Gentile brothers and sisters in Christ. What's happening is introducing a new day. And it is a new dispensation of the church age. Now, beloved, this isn't going to solve other problems. Other issues between Gentiles and Jews are going to surface at times, and we'll handle these as we come to them. But at this moment, they have crossed a significant bridge, and the church has avoided the snare of Satan's divisiveness. 
And here they are now, standing strong together in unity, and their unity is going to bring great glory to God. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson Accused for Doing Right. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen is taking you through the entire Bible in this three-year series. Wisdom International is a listener-supported ministry. All of our funding comes from people like you. Learn more at wisdomonline.org. Then join us next time on The Wisdom Journey.